Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi. I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. When I bought the lighthouse, thank you, Gran, R.I.P., everyone said I was mad. It's such a lonely spot, Beth. I told them, there's a village nearby. But you're not from there. They'll treat you like an outsider. I don't care if they do. I've always been an outsider anyway. I'll be fine. Mum sent me an article from a science magazine. It talked about how social isolation decreases the lifespan of the fruit fly. I said, I'm not a fruit fly, mother. So she sent me another article about what happens to our brains after long periods on our own. How we form new neural pathways that warp our perception of reality. Time speeds up. The days lose distinction and become dreamlike. We imbue pets and objects and buildings with human thoughts and feelings. And we hallucinate. Not just visual hallucinations, auditory, even smell. In all these ways, we invent company. We create comfort. And maybe that's what ghosts are. Just lonely people creating new friends. I can't believe you're a professional writer. I remember you paying me to write your coursework. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 quid. Bargain. You'd hand it over and then borrow it right back. <laughs> <laughs> the pot's boiling over. Oh! Uh. 
So what's for dinner then? Gazpacho, sea bass, fondant potatoes, white miso sauce. Are you sure you don't want to relax upstairs while I do this? No, no, no. I like watching you cook. Takes me back to uni. (laughs) Gonna borrow 20 quid off me then? Hey, cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) This is better. Than what? Than earlier when you saw me and shat yourself. Did I shit myself? Yeah, you did. Yeah, maybe I did. And that bloody seagull. I'm not used to this much excitement. Surprised it didn't bring on a migraine. Do you still get those? Mmm. And the rest? The rest? Oh, little things. Stomach problems. I, I think it's all linked, actually. But my GP's no help, it's always... Have you been feeling any stress recently? Yes, right now, actually, because you won't listen. (laughs) Sorry, don't want to hear about that. I'm talking too much. Babbling. Maybe Mum's right. I don't speak to enough people. (laughs) So, why don't you write under your own name? Who's this Marjorie woman? Oh, Marjorie. Um, An older lady with a comforting maternal energy. It was my agent's idea. Marjorie sells more of my genre than I would. Ooh, what do you write? Romance novels? <laughs> Romance. <laughs> what makes you think I would... What was that? Hmm? Which is the lighthouse again. Never shuts up. Sounded like something heavy. There's nothing. Just try to ignore it. Or else your mind invents all kinds of things. Ah. Gaspacho. Et voila. Ooh, a tiny thimble of soup. I should give you two portions, really. Your agent booked you into the honeymoon deal. She did? Why would she do that? God, you come here for the honeymoon. I mean, no offence, it's just a bit bleak. Bleak? No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. It's not bleak, it's just a bit grim. No! Only the location, not the rest of it. It's not grim. It's romantic, in a kind of doomed love sort of way. We went to the south of France for our honeymoon. Oh, you married, Kira? Uh, sort of. How about you? No. No, no, no. <laughs> just a career girl with a thriving business and fabulous hair. What's wrong with my hair? I just said you have fabulous hair. My hair is exactly the same as it's always been, neglected, which means you're taking the piss. <laughs> I like your hair, even if no one else does. Oh, shut up. <laughs> same old Kira. Same old Beth with her crap hair. <laughs> Remember that argument we had? What? Argument? Which one? Which one? Which one? We didn't argue much. Except we did. We bickered. We didn't argue. Except at that party at the end of the second year. Do you remember that? Are you ready for the main course? And then I think I'd better go. That night, I asked if you fancied Wes. I don't remember. You wouldn't answer me. Oh, I don't remember. And I got angry because you shut me out. How can you not remember this? such a long time ago. Did you, though? Fancy Wes. Oh my god, I don't know. Probably not. But you wouldn't have believed me if I'd said no anyway, would you? So what was the point of saying anything? So you do remember? No, I don't, but I remember what you were like. Uh, I mean... Oh! (laughs) Interesting. I mean what we were like. All that pressure. To do what? To tell each other everything. All the time. Nowhere to hide. No escape. But you did. You escaped. You left me. (gasps) Fucking hell, what was that? What? That noise. You said it was just the lighthouse. I should go check. Don't, Beth, Beth, stay here, speak to me. Is it why you left? Kira, why you... It wasn't personal. <laughs> it was dramatic. 
quietly dramatic, very you. Disappearing in the middle of the night. Oof. Thought we were better friends than that. And the note you left. No details, just bye bestie. A note. Who does that? Unless they're gonna, you know. Oh no, is that what it looked like? I didn't realise. It's okay. I called your mum to check you were alive. Did she tell you I rang? I I can't remember. Oh, your memory. Shocking. It's the tablets and the migraines. I don't sleep well. I have brain fog. But you remember why you left. The thing is, I mean, I just... I don't think there's any point dwelling on the past. We were kids. 22, 23. I'd love to know. To finally know. And so much has happened since. Why don't we talk about that? Tell me about your writing. And, and you said you were married. I'm a widow. Oh. Shit. Shall we open the wine? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Wine. Uh, where's the corkscrew? Must organise his kitchen better. Um, uh, Shiraz? Chardonnay? Both? I'm sorry about your husband. You're sorry? Did you murder him? What? No. Oh, God, he was murdered? No. <laughs> Just playing. <laughs> Do you need any help with that? Uh, it's a bit tight. It's... Okay, it's coming. I was married to Wes. Wes? Give it here. I'll pour. You married Wes? Wes is dead? Oh! Shit! I think the fish is ready! Shit, he's on fire! Oh. Oh. Open the window! Oh. Turn off, turn off, you bastard! Oh. Oh. I'm fine with just potatoes. <coughs> <coughs> I'm so sorry. What a disaster. Look at this fish. How did he die? Where's, I mean, not the fish. Sorry. Uh, don't answer that. Insensitive. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, God, my hand's shaking. Have some wine. I can't. Migraines. Stomach too. Just pain. Beth. You can ask about Wes. I don't mind. You did know him. But I didn't stay in touch. I didn't even know you two were married. Are you surprised? Yes. Everything's a surprise. All of it. I can't believe it. When did you start dating and when did he... Kick the bucket? Three years ago. (sighs) Poor Wes. Well, he's all right. He's dead. It's the ones left behind that suffer. Here, drink. I really can't. Oh, go on. A toast to Wes. Cheers! To Wes. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Let me top you up. After he died... Sorry, do you want to hear this? Oh, please, yes. Go ahead. Um, a few months after he died, I started writing. Because I found I had nowhere else to put the grief. They'd deny this to the grave, but friends... Family, workmates, they just didn't want to hear it anymore. They expected me to be upset. In fact, you you have to cry or you're a monster. But after a while, and it's not long, they'd rather you put on a brave face because you're making them uncomfortable and it's such a downer. You're just not fun anymore. Have you tried processing the grief a bit faster? So... um, I put on a brave face because I didn't want to lose every single one of my friends. And I wrote it all down instead. And then I sent the manuscript to an agent 
and they made me edit it into something that would sell. And they gave me a pen name, stuck a fake photo in the sleeve, and the whole thing became a lie again. Oh, Kira. That sounds so... shit. Lucrative, though. Big business healing. Grief and the Journey to Emotional Ease by Marjorie Whiteman. Cha-ching! I'm supposed to finish the sequel this week, that's why I'm here. What does Marjorie know now that she didn't before? What new comfort can she bring? Help me. What did you learn? Me. From Gabby's death. Oh, Gabby, right. Um, I don't know. I don't think I learned anything. Just that grief is uglier than you think. More visceral. Like a parasite scratching away at your insides, draining all your energy and hope. Yeesh. That won't sell. (laughs) (laughs) My agent suggested I try out a range of healing activities and write about how effective they are. You know, acupuncture, uh, Reiki. (laughs) Juice cleanse, book club. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Become a proactive participant in your own healing. Ceramics class, glass blowing. Makeovers, she really wants me to have a chapter on makeovers. After my father died, my aunt suggested I treat myself to a manicure. (laughs) Of course she did. I was all over the place, so I thought, yeah, why not? I was at his funeral with two-inch acrylics, bright red. I look like a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to write about makeovers, though. I thought a uh, healing activity Marjorie could try is spiritualism. Spiritualism? Yeah. What could be more proactive than making contact with the deceased? Is that a joke? Of course not. As if I joke about that. Well, if you're not joking, that's even worse. Fucking hell, Kira. You came here to write a book about spiritualism. I didn't know you'd be here. My agent chose this place. She thought it might inspire me. The stories, the keeper. So you're here because it's haunted. Amazing. Don't tell me you believe in ghosts. Maybe. Maybe. After what happened, yes. And, you know, it's, it's a hook. A hook. To sell books. To grieving people. I'm not exploiting anyone, Beth. I'm helping. You know what it's like when you lose someone. You do anything to ease the pain, including lie to yourself. What is the harm? What's the harm? Oh, I don't know. The agony of false hope? The horror that it might actually work? You are a special case. What happened was weird and gross, and I will tell everyone how to avoid that. We did everything wrong. If you don't take it seriously, you you break the circle, you can invite in some very dangerous shut stuff. Up, shut up, shut up, shut up! Beth, please. I wish you hadn't told me any of this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I just wanted full disclosure. I want... If you don't want me here, tell me and I'll go. Or if there's anything I can do to make this better. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? For God's sake. Beth? Should I come with you? Beth? I'll just wait here then. In vino veritas. Cheers. Beth? What is it? Did you figure it out? Beth? Was that you? Did did you fall? Are you all right? The window was open in the bathroom. It was thumping against the sill. Oh. You need to keep 
the windows shut, they're old, they could shatter. I didn't open it. Well, murder must have then. Okay. I'm going back to the cottage now. Don't worry about cleaning up. Murder will deal with that tomorrow morning. Um, what about the burnt fish? It's a bit smelly. I'll take it. Margot might want it. Oh, yes, your parrot. Can't believe you called her Margot. The good life, yeah? I'm glad you got to keep birds. You always like them. I saw the aviary. Oh, beautiful. Okay, I'm going now. I meant it, Beth. If you want me to go, I will. I don't want to cause trouble. Don't be daft. You, you've paid. I, I just ask that you don't do anything stupid. Of course. Can I hug you? Oh. What? Um, mm. I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> I forgot how much you hate hugs. I just need warning, that's all. A few days warning with a written application. <laughs> I need to go. Tomorrow? Do you fancy a walk on the beach? Kira, we don't have to hang out. Please. I'll come down to the cottage after breakfast. <sighs> no, no, I'll come to you. Great. I'll see you then. Thanks for dinner. Kira. Yeah. How did you know Margot's a parrot? What? I didn't say who Margot was. You knew she was a parrot. She's on your website. Ah, yes. She is. <laughs> You'll have to introduce us. Oh, freighted with the door open. Good night, Kira. Night. Don't let the bedbugs bite. Give us a smile, love. <laughs> Sing along. <laughs> Don't know the words. That never stops me. <laughs> Give us a smile, love. <laughs> Cup of tea, Murta. Go on. They played this song at the dances when I was a girl. <laughs> when it came on, you choose a fella and give him a look. He's no Pat Boone, but he'll do. He'd come over, ask you to dance. That was how the good girls did it. The boy made the first move, even though he didn't. Uh, make the victim think it was their idea. Exactly. <laughs> Give us a smile. Hello, hello. What's all this then? Kira, <sighs> love, turn the radio off. You can keep it on. I, I don't mind. Cup of tea, Beth. Uh, no, thanks. Thought you'd be gone by now, Murta. I got chatting to your lovely guest. She tried to make me breakfast. I said, absolutely not. Sit down, I'll do it for the both of us. She was very insistent. I said, that's not what boss lady's paying me for. And I said, you wouldn't mind. Of course I don't. <laughs> Did you know Myrta is 88? You look amazing, Myrta. Oh, stop. <laughs> and she cycles here. I know. I have offered to pick her up in the car, but... I'm like a shark, Kira. If I stop moving, I die. <laughs> But I must confess, it is nice having someone else make me breakfast. Since Bobby died, it's just been me. Not that he ever cooked, lazy bastard. We bonded over dead husbands. That's nice. Talking of the dead, have you heard about the Keeper, Kira? She knows. Barely. Just something about, um, what's it called? A seal that turns into a human. That's right. Selkies. That's what makes our ghost so unusual. 
It's not just some unfortunate soul who plunged to their death. Though that is part of the tale. <sighs> it's just a story, Beth. It's not real. Who knows how much truth these old legends contain? Selkies, when taking human form, are said to be very attractive. Seducers drawn to the lonely, the unsatisfied. Oftentimes, that would be a newcomer to a place, or a fisherwoman awaiting her husband's return, or a widow, or a lighthouse keeper. So one day, many moons ago, a selkie emerged from the sea, shed her grey sealskin, and transformed into a person of such beauty that when the lighthouse keeper laid eyes on her, he instantly fell in love. Bit shallow, really. The keeper and the selkie spent a fabulous night together. And the morning after, the selkie retrieved her skin and returned to the sea. From then on, every seven years, the keeper would stand on the widow's walk, look to the shore and weep. And as the seventh teardrop fell, the selkie would knock on his door, clutching her sealskin. And again, they would enjoy a night of unfettered passion. Couldn't have been that good if she only showed up every seven years. Shh! But once every seven years wasn't enough for the keeper. And while he aged, the selkie stayed young and beautiful and would surely lose interest soon enough. So on the third occasion the selkie emerged from the sea, the keeper waited until she slept, crept from the bed, and burned the sealskin in the flame of the lighthouse lantern. The next morning, the selkie was frantic, desperate. Where is my skin? You've taken it. But the keeper swore he'd seen a gull enter, steal the skin and fly away. The skin, he said, was lost forever. Trapped in human form, the selkie remained at the lighthouse and spent each and every day on the widow's walk, gazing out to sea. But in time, the keeper persuaded the selkie to embrace a human life. He taught her to tend the flame and guide the ships from the rocks. He taught her to mend clothes and cook and clean. The selkie became a great comfort to the keeper. But deep inside, the creature's yearning grew and grew until she could stand it no more. She went up to the widow's walk and threw herself off the side. But that is not our ghost. It's not the Selkie who we see today standing on the widow's walk. It is the Keeper, looking for his lost love. That is our ghost. How depressing! What happened to the Keeper? Did he die of a broken heart? Oh no, died of old age. Bastard. Typical. Okay, do you want me to run you home, Murta? I think it's going to rain again. Nope, I'll cycle. Oh, of course you will. <sighs> you girls enjoy your fossil hunting. Fossil hunting? I thought we were just going for a walk. Ah, Murta and I got talking about the fossils along the coast. My niece found one that looked like a Cumberland sausage made out of stone. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Kira dear. And you, Beth. Bye. Bye! Oh, she's great. What a storyteller. That is the most I've ever heard her speak in our entire acquaintance. I get nothing out of her. You're kidding. How did you do it? What did you say? I don't know. We just talked to her. I tried that. One time, she pretended she'd left her hearing aid at home when I could see it in her ear. Wow. She hates you. You should see her face when I try to help with the cleaning. I pick up the duster and you think I'd drop my trousers and weed all over the floor. Ah, uh, oh, I see. What? See what? 
you implied she couldn't do her job. She is, as you pointed out, 88 years old. Oh, and no longer of use. Oh, dear. But you just cooked for her. You cooked her breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm, true. Maybe it's how you approach it. You mean my tone of voice? I did wonder that. Or is it my face? I never know what to do with my face if I'm smiling too much or not enough. Actually, I know what it was. What, 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 what? I said Wes was dead and that I used to cook breakfast and I really missed doing that for him. And then I burst into tears. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that might work. Ugh. Ooh. Just sit down for a moment. You okay? You look exhausted. Mm. Didn't get much sleep. You're getting a migraine. You can tell. Yeah. I remember. This is my fault, isn't it? It's the stress of last night. Oh, no. Maybe. Yes. Yep. What stage? Auras? Is it flashing lights? Mm. Stomach hurts woozy. Feels sick. Do you need to lie down? I just need some air. Are you sure? Are there drugs? I've taken them already. They'll kick in soon. If I took them on time, which I might not have done. Are you ready? We should go while it's not raining. It's raining. Let's wait till it stops. Cup of tea. If we wait for it to stop raining, we will never go. Wait, sorry. Before we go, uh, Beth, there is something I I need to tell you. Do you have to? Can't we just... No, sorry. Something needs to be done about it. Does it, though? Beth, there's a dead seagull on the widow's walk. Why stay? Can't stay. Can't stay? How convenient. Maybe it's an in-joke. Beth, is, is this something you and Gabby used to say to each other? No. Maybe she's got an appointment. Can't stay, I've got a driving lesson. Maybe the connection's weak. I've got four bars. Wes, shut up. Maybe, maybe they're scared of getting trapped here. Oh, what? Back home, the vicar in my village had to do an exorcism at the local pool. Kira, is this bullshit? No. Oh, is it too late to go to the pub? No. Beth, you've got to ask something. Something easy. A yes or no question. Like what? I can't... I can't think. Anything, quick. I don't know. Just, like, are you okay or something? It's moving. Yeah, we can see that. No. No. This is so dark. So fucking dark. Oh, my God. So she's not okay. It's not real, Beth. This isn't your friend. We must be pushing the glass without realising. And spelling out her words. A name. You must be doing it. Me? I didn't know about this girl, nor did Kira. So it must be you. Why would I do that? I'm not doing anything. Not on purpose. Like a, a subconscious thing. Because it's the one thing you didn't want to see or something. I don't know. Or maybe it's actually Gabby. <sighs> we don't know, do we? I'm just saying. Beth, ask another question. Or I could. No, no, no I'll do it. Good. Hurry. Because she leaves. Gabby, is that really you? It didn't work. (gasps) Yes. It's on yes. Okay, I'm out. Don't break the connection. Sit down. Sorry, fuck this. Wes, I think it's worth seeing where this goes. You want to keep going? I don't know. Come on, Wes. Don't tell me you're not curious where this is going. Just a couple more questions, just in case, please. All right, fine. Might be too late now. She might have left. Are you still there, Gabby? Gabby? If you're not okay, is there anything I can do? <gasps> Says yes. What? 
What can I do? J O I N join M E The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved! By Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221 B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224bbaker or on our website, 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.